Hello and welcome everyone to YouTube's hottest night. That's right, today we are celebrating the second annual Chazzy Awards right here on the Enter Chatsman podcast. So, if you guys don't know, this event gives us the opportunity to shine a spotlight and celebrate the content that has entertained us so well throughout the year. Uh, finally, I would just like to say that we hope all of you have had an amazing 2023. And uh, what do you say we get the uh, get things rolling here? Um, if you guys don't know, I'm Enter Chasman, and I'm beyond delighted to introduce my uh, esteemed co-host here, Metal Gamer in Phoenix. What's going on, guys? Yo, not too much. Happy to be a part of the uh, the most prestigious game award slash TV award show on the internet. Um, <laughs> also, also excited that we don't have one ad or game trailer to slow us down. Uh, to yeah. be fair, we totally, we totally would chill out if we could. So if anybody wants to reach out to us and give us some money, we'll play your trailer. Don't care how bad the game is. So. More specifically, Doritos or Mountain Dew. Doritos or Mountain mm. Dew have nothing else going on. You know where to I'll get your out. brand tattooed right here. So. Mm, Doritos. Specifically Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. There's the Cool Ranch division of Doritos. Feel free to reach out to us. <laughs> Subdivision of. Subdivision. All right. Um, as we start, I just wanted to say that, uh, just to kind of explain how things operate, that we just are, you know, second time doing this. But uh, as we start, we each, uh, we have categories, and each of us have made selections as to, you know, what what are, you know, things we liked or things that we felt fit. Um, uh, I guess what, we'll give what, like, personal anecdotes, each of us, for each of our selections that we make for categories. I feel like that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, sure. We can give a little bit of rationale for while the nominees are were chosen by each of us and then go on from there to the the award winners yeah and of course these have been voted on by you guys and uh i guess what do you say we go ahead and dive in you guys all set to go yeah oh actually before we hop into it you did say there were a few ties ah, that we might good thing encounter, i forgot correct? to add that yep good uh so for any categories where we have ties between the nominees um basically out of the three of us whichever nominee um was not selected that person is going to be one who votes on the other category so for example if we're talking about best tv show and Chazman's uh, pick was not uh one of the tied uh, solutions or options then me and metal will go ahead and do a really quick uh kind of rationale or vote off to try to do our plea to get Chazman to choose our our nominee to break that tie i think that's kind of how we decided to do it right we did that last year i believe but i think last year we had only maybe one or two and i feel like this year we're, I don't know, kind of maybe have a surplus of, uh, of ties, oh, but we? uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, so to start things off, I figured you guys want to start off with maybe movies and TV shows, simply because that by far was out of gaming, TV shows and movies. That by far is the thing we barely consumed any of this year, which uh, I guess we should we should make an effort to uh, do, <laughs> do better this year. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I gotta tell you, I think my issue was if there wasn't a show I really wanted to watch this year, I just didn't. I think in the past I put myself through a little more torture to kind of consume more of the the hot topic TV shows and movies. This past year, I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. But yeah, maybe next year I'll I'll go back to torturing myself a little bit for the sake of the channel. We'll see. I feel like kind of me like towards the end of the year, this last month or two, I've been like squeezing in everything I missed throughout the year and. Everything's kind of late for all these award shows and everything, so yeah. apologies. All good. <laughs> Let's hop into things. Yeah. So, um, actually, let me bring... Da -da -da -da. All right, so first off, we're going to start off with our It's Always Sunny Award. 
And just so you know, that means that for us is our personal, our uh, best TV show, our favorite TV show of the year. So, um, let's see, we have The Last of Us. We have Scott Pilgrim Takes Off and Loki Season 2. So, I chose The Last of Us. So, I guess, uh, I think Phoenix chose Loki. Gamer chose Scott Pilgrim. I chose Last of Us. Um, so, I guess, real quick, how... Uh, the Last of Us. I mean, I don't really know what, what else is there to say. You know, it, I felt like it did a pretty good job of sticking close to the source material. It kind of got the characters down pretty well. It was entertaining enough. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say, man. I mean, it stuck very close to the show, which that's, that, you know, for a fan, that's kind of the best thing you can do. So Fair enough. <laughs> what are you, Metal? Why'd you choose Scott Pilgrim? Well... With the, uh, after watching the movie at least, like, you know, five or six times and, uh, you know, watching this gives it a little bit more meat and potatoes, a little bit something, a little extra, gives a lot more, uh, love to the, uh, exes a little bit more, giving them a little bit more sympathy for all the stuff that you thought that they were, uh, why they were evil and all this other nonsense. Um, I found it to be really, really entertaining, uh, from the beginning where you thought it was like the same thing in cartoon form and then all of a sudden it just goes off into this tangent of nonsense so it's it's pretty awesome i thought it was pretty good i think me and me and phoenix would agree that that uh oh, God, i forgot his name that chris evans episode that alone catapults that whatever into, yeah. whatever that episode alone catapults it into our favorites i think yeah whatever that yeah, was a good one <laughs> yep all right so season two phoenix or Loki season two. Uh, I didn't get to watch this one. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'll tell you, Loki has been a hit or miss show, I think, since it came out. And honestly, for a lot of season two, I wasn't huge on it, but That's I will the say Marvel's been. the ending, like, yeah, like Marvel just in general has been, you know, very hit or miss, more miss than hit. Um, but I really liked the way this season ended, add a lot of context to things. And that's one place I feel like Marvel's really kind of stumbled lately is that finish, right? To kind of like resolve things and then set it up for something. And the nice thing is this show didn't seem like it was too focused on setting up just for like some future season or future movie. Like it felt right for the character. Um, it felt earned. And I don't know, it just, I, it was a bittersweet ending too. And I'm big on those. So I won't go into spoiling anything, but that really painted the whole season in a positive light for me. So, you know, it was my pick for this year. Cool. All right, so you guys want to, let's see. So with a whopping, which pretty decent, 44% of the vote for our best TV show, the Always Sunny Award, it, our winner is bum, ba, da, bum, The Last of Us. Go figure. What? I'm not surprised, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. feel like The Last of Us it, is kind of a juggernaut this year. Yeah, it, it was oh, good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think it probably was more popular too because although it's video game focused, it's not quite as niche as some of the others. Like Scott Pilgrim is probably the most niche of the options we had. And even Loki, I think a lot of people have fallen off the Disney Plus kind of uh, streaming train as of, as of recent years. But Last of Us got a lot of hype. It was kind of well touted from a very well known game anyway. And honestly, it stuck the landing. I agree with what um, uh, Chaz said at the beginning. Like it was very faithful. It didn't make a few um, adjustments, but nothing too like absurd or crazy i think everything was at least true to how the they presented the characters and the story casting was solid. was solid i mean which is you know that's always a big thing yeah yeah agreed they got pedro like right when he's like 
hottest thing you know out right now yeah wasn't there something else they're looking to cast pedro pascal in like some other big oh show that's about to come out he said he wanted oh. to play somebody was it uh Nathan, somebody I was not Nathan Drake was it Nathan maybe that was it I don't know it was something I did not feel he was well suited for but then again I wasn't sure if he was gonna be well suited for this so he definitely proved me wrong so yeah I don't remember what it was uh, he be, threw his you know, name his name into some ring yeah. yeah something either way great show I enjoyed it happy to see it up there all right so we got our first award um let's see so moving on to award number two we have our is this canon award now, I think this was a new award that I suggested we throw in. I felt like it was it kind of fit nice in with the movies and TV show. But basically, this is our best adaptation category. So just something that may not be... This may not be the best TV show or movie, but it's what we feel kind of does the best job of taking the essence of a video game and turning it into something, into another medium form. It does a good job of doing that, I guess, right? Um, so category nominees are The Last of Us, Again, of course, Super Mario Brothers movie and Twisted Metal. So I won't go. I already talked about The Last of Us. So did you want to go ahead, gamer, with a uh, Mario? Sure. Um, considering that it had like, you know, some sort of a lot of hype behind it originally. Um, after and then and then a little bit of like, you know, not so much love for uh, what's his face. Uh, Christopher Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, Christopher like Pratt. Ooh, Christopher very proper. Pratt. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, you know, it wasn't giving him that much a uh, only his mother credit him. for it. <laughs> um, but after after watching it, I, I I felt it was a pretty good. It was pretty good at hitting a lot of like the Mario S type of things that 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 it has to offer. Like Had a any, lot of fanfare exactly yeah i had a lot of it and you know what i think that's fine for what it is and i mean you know it, it definitely doesn't fall in the same steps as the original Mario movie so oh, which i'm a little uh, sad i was hoping so from bob hoskins like a uh, cameo or something it, well the only the only thing they had was the uh, the music and they they had mm -hmm. it there and that's that to me was already enough so I'm okay with this. I'm good. <laughs> so I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good. I hate to say it. I I like didn't hate it, but for me it was kind of just. I don't know. I don't know. It felt safe. It was very like safe. not that I think I expected too much from it. I mean, for I think the audience they were shooting for, I think they wanted to do something that was going to be a, a surefire hit. They probably didn't want to veer off and you know give this big open like overarching narrative that was like super complex they probably want something pretty clean and simple so i'm sure they hit their goal i think i also wanted a little bit more out of it but yeah yeah you know, i'm definitely not the target audience so yeah i can definitely tell you that uh they definitely hit their goal with that one <laughs> now phoenix twisted metal uh, so I'll, I'll be completely honest i think I only kind of chose this because there weren't many other adaptations. Maybe That's we probably missed a few. Yeah. yeah, this was just kind of the last last one up there. So I got the short end of the stick as far as having to nominate this one. Um, don't have a lot to say about this, to be honest. To be fair, I mean, there's not a lot to adapt from. They had a pretty, you know, Twisted Metal open has a power very to clean basic. Place. Hmm? Just about as a very basic story. World's yeah, ended, I mean, you post-apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting they went with kind of the 
dark comedy route, but you know, either way. So it's up here. It is an adaptation. We'll very soon see if it was the best one, but I'm not holding my breath on Actually, it. Being completely I think honest. we kind of threw it up here because I think our buddy Kyle mentioned it. He was like, Twisted Metal, this is one of the best yep. shows I've seen this year. Is that is it's it's a yeah, show? He gave it some glowing praise. It's a peacock it's a show. show, I think, right? Uh, peacock, correct? Peacock. Yeah. yeah. On Peacock? What? Oh mm-hmm. boy. Man, I'm under a rock on this one. You know what's funny is that I w- I really enjoyed Twisted Metal when I was a kid. Like as a it's a fun mm-hmm. game just playing that game. It's a great game. Like it's Arena. Just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a destruction derby. That's all. It's just a de- destruction derby game. And if you, you know, during PlayStation 1, they had Destruction Derby and a few others that were following along the same line. So I'm surprised they even made this. I'm going to have to watch it. One thing that's, one thing that's kind of interesting, um, <laughs> honestly, Sony went real big on movie TV show adaptations this year because they have the two that we see right here, Last of Us and Twisted Metal. One that we didn't, I know we discussed, they had that Gran Turismo movie. Gran Turismo, movie which I remember that. Right. It actually got that's good reviews. Right. Yeah, and that one took an interesting route too, if I recall. It was based about a gamer who won a competition and became an actual race car driver. It's somewhat based on a true story. So, yeah. but interesting to see Sony go all in for their uh, video game adaptations this year. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, Alrighty, so uh, here is we'll our big winner um, oh with God, a whopping se- almost 78% of the votes. Twisted Metal. The last uh, of <laughs> uh, it is Halo, the TV. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> never that would never how dare you i think that was last year hey, season two next year oh my god phoenix you're, you're for i'm forcing you to watch it <laughs> i think that show like i was telling you how i didn't want to torture myself this year that show was the reason why like it I think like, that was broke last my year. spirit i don't think that was the it was it was that's why this year i didn't want to watch some of these quote-unquote oh. maybe not so great shows but either way all right least, i'm sorry at least it we had the last it. of us that was like our high point which, speaking of The Last of Us, two in a row. Ooh, surprise. Oh, man, are you surprised? I'm not. Two in a row. This is That was a whopper. 78% of the votes. Yeah, not surprising. But I think we were kind of hit on why. I mean, a solid show, great performances, so well-earned. Mm-hmm. I think even during the Game Awards, it took, like, at least one or two awards, which that was a now, game show. I will. <laughs> I am very interested to see. I mean, the first season I thought was really good. Season two is going to tread some different water, though. So I'm curious to see how well we'll, we will personally um, uh, kind of take to it. And even like the larger population, like for those who have played the games versus those who haven't. Season two, I think, is going to be a little more controversial. But there are things we'll... that will happen that some people will like. I mean, it gets similar to the game. Some people are going to like it. Some people are going to rage. I don't know. All right. <laughs> so. Looking forward to the rage. Content. <laughs> All right, so moving on to uh, number three, we got the our with great power award. Um, if you don't know, this is our best movie. Um, and then look, I chose Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, I, I guess to start off with, I, I don't necessarily like think that this was. I wouldn't call this like the. Like, and technically, I wouldn't say this is the best movie I saw this year, but it's, for me personally, it's the my favorite movie I saw. I, You know what I mean? Like, like I would say technically there are probably better made films in terms of, like, structure, in terms of, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I was just throughout, throughout, throughout all, all throughout entertained on this one. 
Like, you okay, get what I'm saying? Fair enough. Well, what what other movies? Because I'm, I'm curious. So you didn't mention this prior. What other movies do you think were better, more technically made, and why didn't you choose one of those? Oh gosh, you put me on the spot. Um, yeah, I know. I'm a stinker. I mean, I didn't see Spider Man, but I mean, would you say that was better flowing movie than Guardians? Because oh, no. I remember you don't saying throw this back on me. I asked you the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I remember. No, you... you don't have to go into it. I just find that interesting. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, there are movies that, or any kind of um, uh, option here that you might prefer for personal reasons. Like, you enjoyed it more. There might be other quote unquote better made movies. I get what you're saying. I'm just curious, like, if you saw any other better made movies that. You might have nominated, if not for Guardians. Um, I hate to say it, I I kind of watched it late, but I ended up kind of liking the Barbie movie. Is, is oh, that weird? Okay. I oh, kind wow. of ended up no. liking that. If I would have watched that earlier in the year, I probably would have like, like I guarantee you, like Oppenheimer. I never saw it, but I bet you, in terms of acting, in terms of like raw emotion and stuff, I bet you that's probably. Although I don't know, I thought Chris Pratt did pretty well in his emotional scene here with with a rocket. I don't, I... It's all subjective. I mean, this yeah. is all critiques. So you're, you're free to have your opinion on it. You don't have to defend it too much further. I just want to give you a hard time. No, that's fair enough. I don't, I'm again, I love these characters. This is like one of the few Marvel series that I've actually like really dug other than like some of the earlier Iron Man ones. And mm-hmm. maybe that's it. Cause I really didn't care. I haven't cared for the Spider-Man ones all that much. So, not, not the, not this one. I meant the Tom Holland ones. No, the Tom Holland. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. Alrighty, so that's Guardians. What's next? Uh, Phoenix chose Spider-Man across the Spideyverse, which I'm still sad I haven't seen. I mean, and I'll I'll tell you, I mean, I really enjoyed this. I don't think it was better than the first, only because it doesn't stand on its own really well. Um, I mean, it's a technical marvel. It's beautiful. The performances and voice acting, it's all top-notch. But I will say, if there is anything that's going to hold this back, it's the ending. It is very much the first part of a two-part kind of follow-up thing. I think it's and coming out this the, year. I think even the first one did that. The first one ended with like, "Oh look, we won!" Oh no, not like this one did. Really? Not like this one. The first one at least wrapped up the conflict, and then it teased something coming. This didn't even wrap up all the conflict. Like there's a lot of stuff that's just left hanging. Closer to Empire Strikes Back in that regard, where like. It doesn't really. It leaves everybody kind of in a worse spot than they started, and the main resolution hasn't occurred yet. So like a, it's still a good movie. Like a like. But a, it's just missing. Like Infinity War. Infinity War, right? <clears throat> Very much like that. It's it's the first part. So really good, really solid. Um, I think it deserves to be one of these nominees. But if anything holds it back, it's gonna be the fact that it's not quite finished. But mm-hmm. still. All right, and then another one I didn't get to see: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Metal Gamer shows. What'd you like about this one? Yeah, I got to see this at a friend's house, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot that this came out." And um, it's already on I DVD like the... and stuff, or on streaming. Oh. Uh, <coughs> yeah. he, got, he got to watch it in different <laughs> ways. But anyway, beyond the point. So Rockstar, um, Rockstar is going to come after you. I. I I, I noticed it and I was like, man, I love the the character designs and stuff. Like normally, you know, I like the originals. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the originals, and this one took a different turn with with <laughs> what they're supposed to do with their personalities with everything, mm-hmm. and um, and the art style that 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 really took it in a different direction. 
And um, you know, overall, it was actually a pretty, a pretty good film. Do you think? Uh, do you think Seth Rogen's like touch on this, like his special touch, was like a an interesting direction for TMNT? Mm, I don't think it's a touch. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Okay. I don't. I don't. Yeah, think so. It wasn't as Seth Rogeny as some of his prior works. It doesn't feel I like a stamp. Thing. The stamp. Of mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, no. Kind of. I, mean, I think it would have been honestly. I probably would have attracted to a certain extent. Like. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I enjoyed it. it. Had a lot of heart to it. One thing that I think this um, kind of adaptation of the turtles, which is kind of nice, that isn't the first time, but it's it's not done as often. They actually feel like teenagers. Like if you think mm-hmm. about the original '80s cartoon, and you think about like even the early comics and the early movies, they don't come across as teenagers, right? They come across like adult turtles. Adults. I don't know. Yeah. I know it's a weird way to kind of um, characterize them, but mm-hmm. it took a while to actually make them feel young. And there were a few, I know, other Nickelodeon adaptations throughout the years, but this one, I think, really is a sweet spot of making them mm-hmm. feel like teenagers and kind of just, I don't know, giving them a very unique type of uh, characterization, which I liked. Yeah. They're a little bit more like, how you say, uh, free-flowing. A little bit more like open-thinking. They just, they're doing things because of feeling, not just because of anything else. They act like kids. Yeah. Like, they don't which I think is nice. It influences their motivations differently. Their motivations because they want to join a regular high school, which is I don't know, kind of novel for the turtles. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, so moving on to the winner, it looks like with sixty uh, percent of the votes that we had for this one, our big winner is congratulations, Phoenix. Oh, I don't win. Spider Man. Sony. Good let's outside. give uh, let's give Sony more than thirty and, seconds to accept their award. Yay. And done. And Columbia. Yeah. Go. Ooh. Yeah. I'm. I think <laughs> it's deserving. Like from a technical perspective, like what they do in this, from art direction to the uh, animation, is incredible. And the performances are top notch. Um, I do no think it needs that ending though. Like long term, this will not be a movie I think I watch much standalone. But everything about it was done with a lot of heart, a lot of passion, a lot of quality. All the time. Okay. Yeah. All right, everyone. So uh, once again, we apologize we weren't able to watch or watch <laughs> much this year. Um, I don't know. We'll definitely try and I've already Making started sure to make plans for watching more crap this year. That he feels more, like he belongs. Uh, more trap. Actually, I just thought about it with the writer strike. How much is he gonna He wants to go out into the world and do great things. Yeah. There's definitely some movies that are on the docket. Um, I did and rush through kind of like a unit. I was kind of catching up. I love your break. I watched. Um, what did they just what they if season two on like Disney Plus, which is pretty good. Miles. I ended up watching uh, what here? is it, uh, Secret Invasion. Wherever you go from Samuel here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for Man, I, w- I kind of wish I would have watched that Make part. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. It, but either way, either way. We'll try to watch a little more for next year. If nothing else, Halo and season two. We'll find a he never doubts to, that he is loved. To persevere. <laughs> and he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. I am very curious because they have officially dropped him, right? You gotta promise, Miles. They've already been talking very about curious. Get, they're already talking about replacing him. I don't know. Who do you think you are? Really? What do we watch this year that had to do with games? We are supposed to be the good guys. Uh, we are. Technically, we're 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 technically,
is definitely prevalent in a lot of stuff this year. We'll see how that kind of plays into what Marvel's doing is going to be interesting. But I don't know. We'll see how that plays out in 2024. They should just go crazy and cast him like Chris Tucker or something. Just go all out. Mm. Chris Rock. Chris Tucker. Oh, that's going to be slapped. Everybody. All right, let's move on. Getting slapped, you mean? No, getting slapped. Oh, that's right. No, it's a Captain Smith. It's just like in the like in the movie Airplane, where there's like a a conga line of people slapping. And on to the next. I can hear you being quiet. This is why you watch to hear all the, the quippy humor. Hope I didn't ice your game. Yeah, yeah, this is why I watch. No one my age says the uh, Moving right, into order. the video game video side of things. So go ahead, Phoenix. Talk about. Oh, this is the the category. What a twist award! Uh, this is our biggest surprise. So just game that kind of came out of nowhere, um, you know, dropped right into our laps out of the blue, and you know, left a mark, left a, an everlasting mark on somebody. So go ahead, Phoenix, with yep. your game Viewfinder. So Viewfinder, for those who have played it, is just trippy, man. Like the the first couple of times, the the game mechanic is kind of revealed to you. It truly is like kind of awe-inspiring. Um, uh, after a while, you know, the novelty certainly wears off, but there's nothing really else like it. I mean, people like to compare it to like Portal or something like that, at least as far as like how interesting the mechanic is when you first see it. I'll tell you that this, I think, is almost... Although I think the gameplay doesn't quite stretch as far. I think the actual gameplay mechanic itself is more awe-inspiring than even the Portal mechanic, just because it's so crazy and for those who haven't played it hopefully you can see some of the b-roll here it basically is where you take a photo of a area of a game it could be any kind of snapshot you want to take and then it um actually imposes that picture into a 3d landscape it completely changes how the level is laid out so very ingenious from a technical perspective game design a level perspective i think it was really interesting for how to utilize the mechanic and just a real treat kind of playthrough. um doesn't overstay its welcome, which was really nice. It's not like some big 30-hour sprawling RPG. It's about maybe 10 hours, if that. Just long enough to kind of do what it can with the mechanic and then wrap things up. So if you haven't checked it out, do so. It's definitely cool. Uh, just a recommendation, Phoenix. You may want to... I feel like I hear an echo coming from one of us. Uh, I guess it's probably too late to do anything about it now. I can. I feel like through oh, one of tell you. one of our speakers, I can hear somebody talking. All right. Oh well. All right. Uh, so I will go on. If I chose. <clears throat> I chose Hi-Fi Rush. Now this one, I guess you could say, is uh, quintessentially the biggest surprise because this game literally got a uh, what was it dropped overnight after one of uh, Xbox's um. What was it? It was some sort of a uh, developers inside. Um, event they held where they just were talking about four or five games and uh, this one got like surprise drop I think this was right after the previous um, game awards and this kid dro dropped in like January which as you guys might know January and February tend to be uh, where trash gets dumped by movies and video games so for this to drop <laughs> um, this is really good I really enjoyed it uh, it got really good critical you know, it's really critically, you know, kind of loved by a lot of people. Very fun little uh, kind of, what is it? More like a beat 'em up with uh, some music-based um, timing stuff. 
kind of littered all throughout. Um, if you didn't know, I think this was made by Shinji Mikami and his studio. I don't remember what the studio name was. If you don't know, Shinji Mikami is the former like creator of Resident Evil. <laughs> so it's so funny well, it's that he kind of went studio on. that did uh, Evil Within and <laughs> yeah. um, oh, mm -hmm. what's what was it? Uh, Tokyo. Oh, what would they call it? it? Was that game that came out this past Ghostwire? year? That Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, this game, they dropped it and it was like really favorite. I think me and Phoenix played it like the day after or the day the next day. Very fun. Um, I wouldn't say it was the greatest game ever, but in terms of like just getting to play something immediately, it was fun. Definitely a good time. Yeah, it's definitely a breath of fresh air, um, which was nice. It definitely wasn't like anything else out there that I had played. So it was nice to have something with a unique mechanic. I like rhythm based stuff, too. So I definitely, I think gave it a certain appeal um it's just very colorful um i think in a landscape where there's a lot of kind of like bland grayish droning games this is the nicest breath of splash or splash of color breath of fresh air however you want to define it mm -hmm. all right gamer did you uh, i think are you are you still playing mario rpg or did you finish it <coughs> i mean i finished the original but you know i'm playing the the remake right now and uh so my thoughts real quick on it is uh it's 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 exactly how i anticipated i anticipated it to be uh it's beautiful it's a beautiful game um they really took everything they they it's nice to see everything not so pixelated i guess you can say um because you can barely see much in the original <clears throat> this one they're like super colorful super out there the humor's still there um the, the mechanics are all there everything is like almost i'm, I'm gonna say almost one-to-one -one. i'm hoping to see some little other things um but uh at least for this if you've never played the original this is good for people who've never even the, like, touched uh, the, the original the, the music and sound effects are like oh it's fantastic top, top top notch oh yeah so curi curiousness or curiosity um gonna get me for a minute so as far as this being a what a twist nominee what was surprising about it like were you surprised that you were gonna like the game so much as a remake or so what surprised me personally was i didn't even think they were even gonna do something like this because when they mentioned it it was what like i'm gonna say a probably about even like, four months before release yeah, it take. was announced this year and then released yeah and it's like wait wait what <laughs> Like, wh why? What? Like, it, it, it really came out of nowhere. I mean, to and be it's fair. Like, okay. Why would they even want to even... But they got so many other games they could pull out. Why the hell are they going to pull out a remake of this game in particular just to revitalize it? You know, they don't have to. They just they just ended up coming out of nowhere. And I think that's the reason why I picked it. I was like, Dude, what the hell? What is this nonsense? <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> what were you going to say, uh, Chaz? No, I was just going to say, to be fair, though, I feel like Nintendo has been really slowly going through their entire library and remaking, like, as much as they can. So maybe this is, like, the only time in Nintendo's history where you can, like, kind of expect that nothing's off the table, you know? I mean, I guess... <coughs> I guess for this one, what makes it different is the whole Square Enix aspect. Like, that is probably what made this so hard to believe is the fact that it's like, oh, they got Square Enix on board. Maybe for they other stuff like, it? <laughs> yeah, maybe for stuff like Metroid, where they kind of Nintendo did everything that makes sense. But like, yeah, I, I can see why the Square Enix factor makes this surprising. Well, I mean, it, they 
didn't want to do anything with it for years. <laughs> As a matter of fact, people wanted a second one. It never happened, obviously. No. And the only things that came out were the Mario and Luigi saga stuff, which is fantastic, by the way. Now yeah. I don't. It got I wanna, involved into those. Yeah. I don't want to drag things out, but I did also want to add. I never played the original, but my one problem with this game is you guys can answer this. Is this game almost like cheating on your homework? Do you guys get any sense of that when playing this, that this is copy-paste? Just shined up with some added graphical fidelity. Yeah, and I'll tell you, um, honestly, because I'm going through the game right now, too, and honestly, I'm going through it kind of slowly. It hasn't, I don't know, hit me the same way. Just because, I mean, it's cool to see everything, you know, jazzed up, cleaned up, polished up, but... From everything I can tell, this is very much a close to one to one remake with a little bit of, you know, quality of life stuff in there. But enough, there's anything wrong with that. There's plenty of games that I enjoy that for, but it's not hitting me for this game for whatever reason. Uh, maybe it's because I got spoiled games like Final Fantasy uh, 7, where they did the whole like it's not for really everything. a remake, but it is. And they twist everything on its end. Maybe I got spoiled with that because I personally really liked that take on it. But I don't think every game should do that. I don't know. I just feel like I played this game a lot already, even though I haven't even finished it. If that makes sense, it just feels very familiar. So I guess I get what you're saying—the cheating on your homework aspect. It, mm-hmm. But at the same token, there's a lot of people who have never played this game. All right, this game came out what 90, 95, mid 90s, right? So for many people, they weren't even alive. Was it 92? Was it that long ago? Geez, so. You know, giving a fresh coat of paint for those who have never played it is probably more than fine, more than serviceable. I think maybe for those who have played it, uh, I think we are taking two very different sides of it. I know, Metal, you are really keen on just replaying the same game pretty much. It's probably very nostalgic for you. For me, oh, it's just not quite hitting those same same notes. I don't know. Yep. Sorry, I was zooming in on that audio again. <laughs> um <laughs> Just sure you weren't quick. looking at news like last time? No. Your he- your headphones, <laughs> they don't have a mic on them, do they, Phoenix? No. I, I think it might be Metal's headset, but... It might be Metal? Not. Okay. Because I can't tell. Mine? Bo- There's just something... I haven't done anything different today. I mean, I'm just uh, using a uh, regular headset. That's fine. It's not. It's really not that bad. Um. Okay, so uh, this is our first actual... Um, uh, tie that we have so oh so we have oh both with 40 percent they are 40 percent of the votes we have viewfinder and hi-fi rush Ooh. yes so we gotta we're gonna have to do some argument some arguments here all right so just once again just kind of reiterate so the way this is gonna work viewfinder was my pick hi-fi rush was Chaz's. so metal your choice my rpg did not get picked so you are going to be the tiebreaker here, and me and Chaz have to go ahead and basically now, plead I, our case. Can I just throw in, again, I think this should heavily be, what's, like, what is the the definition of our category? Like, mm-hmm. is it literally the fact that, like, my game was dropped out of nowhere, day of? Like, does that give me any more of a lead, or is it more that, you know, we're surprised no, by how good Viewfinder was? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think you can go off just mine was dropped and was more surprising. Um, I think it needs to be a so surprise. surprise I mean, you can take that into account, but uh, I think enough. by the way we've chosen these nominees, it's a little broad there. So, 
All right. Well, you're. Oh, I guess I'll go first. I'll try to do my yeah, the, What do we say? Like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds is fine. All right. Well, I'm gonna get timer. It's like we were gonna go. All right. Thirty seconds starting now. Uh, I'm your best friend. Pick mine. <laughs> no, I really think just um, from a gameplay like mechanic standpoint. I've never played anything like this. Even Portal, which I know is touted as this like crazy mind-bending gameplay mechanic, this in many ways is more unique. Like it is very much a twist that I don't think you're ever going to experience another game quite like it. So that's my plea. Okay. All right, real quick with mine, it's just this game was super fun. I mean, if you if you if you tend to like um, hack and slashes, I would say similar to like uh, Devil May Cry or something of the sort this is fun it's got like music kind of spread all throughout you kind of are moving to the rhythm of the beat kind of throughout the game and it's fun i enjoyed it um the combat's fun i'm trying to remember i don't remember much about this game but i enjoyed it take that take good way to sell the game there chad you're a musician you like music you would love this game ah I you're mean, 30 seconds over stop talking <laughs> all right metal so my problem was that like uh, there was a point in time, a point in that game that was slowing down. Oh, you that played slowed down a lot. Well, I played like a oh. little bit of it. Okay. So like I understand it a little bit. Um, I love rhythm games personally. Like Elite Beat Agents was happened to be one of my favorites, and um, um, but I do love mechanics. There's something about like a special mechanic that that really gets me. Music games are fun. I really enjoy them. Um, but looking at Viewfinder, that thing just looks awesome. Like, I'll give you just, 10 bucks. I love that stuff. <laughs> 10 oh, bucks? Bribery. Man, bribery. Oh, you're such I'll a meet you in the alley. <laughs> Behind a Burger King. Behind Burger King, that's right. <laughs> Funny. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with Viewfinder because I really, I really like the idea of altering altering the space in real time that that's that's a cool ass mechanic that needs to like he just quit he's real. gone just took his face away <laughs> is, that, is that the reason why his camera's gone mm -hmm. he couldn't take it <laughs> you didn't no. make a good argument to you just said i like it i like it a lot <laughs> to, be, to be fair i think phoenix would agree like even though i enjoyed it it, it, it's not like the best technical rhythm game like i wouldn't say rhythm the rhythm aspects are like they're they're like they're surrounded by the devil may cry kind of hack and slash combat <coughs> but i didn't i didn't think they were like focused in enough or they weren't like an in, like a completely integral aspect of the combat i don't know if i'm making any sense i i feel like they could have done a lot more even you though never it's, make any sense even though it's fun, it's flashy. There's lots of like rock music kind of blasting everywhere. It's it's a good time. I'll tell you for me, and we need to move on. But I think what kind of took me out of the game a little bit, like the novelty of the rhythm aspect of it, honestly, kind of got lost about halfway through the game. Like it became less of a rhythm game. It became more about the narrative that they're trying to go through, which was fine. But I thought the narrative dragged a little bit. I don't know if you felt that way, and just I don't know the core mechanic eventually it's kind of got numb to at a certain point not that it wasn't cool it didn't have some fun moments but i don't know i think viewfinder is going to stick with me more than the other fair enough i didn't play look, look, look at 
with that. Like you get to make a bridge. Like that, it's that's wild, so cool, man. man. It's you take pictures and it makes things. Like, this that's, place. that's killer. That's such a killer mechanic. You beat the crap out of turned on. This game that I'll more than anything else this year turned back on my game dev brain from a little bit I still have. And just thinking through, okay, how'd they do that? Or like calling the environment, like the mechanics behind it, like I don't know, it made me want to create something again too. I've been meaning to ask. Something that was kind of, you know, dormant for a while in my, in my life. So that What's was cool. It's kind of here? inspiration, just really kind of got my mind thinking this a different way. So cool. Yeah, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. You lost Chaz. Get it over. Alright, so we're moving on to our Not Enough Hours Award. So this basically just means this is a game that we each chose that is something re we really wanted to get to and just never were able to make time for. So, we have <coughs> gosh, we have Jedi Survivor, Dead Space Remake, and Sea of Stars. So Phoenix, you chose Jedi Survivor. Take it away. What about this game where you said you didn't touch? I mean, Fallen Order was really good. Um... I mean, I ended up enjoying that game a lot more than I thought I would. At first, I was a little put off by it because it's a little Dark Souls-y. So you have to kind of get, get past that, but... The Dark the Frogs. Cool narrative. Big Frogs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the first one, and I was sad I didn't get to hop into this one. I also heard, too, just like the first game, it also had atrocious performance on PC and a few mm. other things. That's what put me off initially. I'm like, eh, it's going to need a few patches. Apparently, the PC still hasn't gotten certain patches, so... I don't know. That's a little, little disconcerting, but I don't know. I can still be a Star Wars fan, at least for the right, um, right story. And I think for the most part, this has had a pretty good narrative, pretty good characterization. It's felt very OG Star Wars in the right way. So I'd like to give it a shot whenever the, I get a chance. The thing I liked about the first game is it kind of scratched like, the I'm ponchos. Sure the ponchos, yeah. <laughs> CC, CC North. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Um, it kind of scratched that um so i know you remember but like i loved the force unleashed i like that that series from back in the day and now granted mm -hmm. this isn't a an identical in terms of like gameplay but it's it kind not of the scratches, same power fantasy yeah it, well that's what i mean is it kind of scratches that power fantasy but i mean obviously the force unleashed was more like dragon ball z where it's like you're bringing Yanking down, down ships. imperial yeah, yeah. starships yeah but this kind of gives you that power fantasy of like flipping around, killing stuff, blocking mm -hmm. lasers back at people. Yeah. Um, okay, so Dead Space Remake is what I chose. Um, <coughs> honestly, for me, Dead Space, the original, is one of my favorite survival horror games ever. So this one, I was very sad, especially after seeing that like the original is like always was kind of given nines and tens in terms of score. So. I'm not entirely surprised that this one kind of got the same thing. It kind of got nines and tens all over the place. Um, I think what's more surprising about it is that uh, I think a lot of people have joked, but that like EA made something good because EA has not <laughs> been on a hot. They have not been on a hot streak as of late. So they're like, <clears throat> I imagine everything on fire at EA, and they just have like an emergency switch in the background that just says Dead Space. They're like, break the glass, break the glass. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's interesting. It was an interesting time because this especially was like right was I think this is right before Callisto Protocol. I think it was after it was Callisto after? Protocol. I could be wrong. I, that feels right to me, which I think really set this game up even more. Just because Callisto time. Protocol was supposed to be yeah, it was supposed to be kind of the you know uh, it was one of the original makers from Dead like Space. This. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So for that to kind of 
fall so short. This game was just kind of placed on a pedestal <laughs> ready to kind of, you know, take it back over. So, But yeah, like, pro like the, the best form of, like, curb stopping other than Gears of War and Dead Space. Something about the 360 days games with curb stopping. That was a meta. Mm. <laughs> all right, so Sea of Stars, Metal Gamer. I think this is a game that, like, all of us are sad we never got to play, but... yeah. Yeah, it's it's there. Um, I think I I think I downloaded it on uh, Game Pass. Yeah, I just haven't had a there. chance to to play it at all. Like I haven't sat down at all to play anything. Unfortunately, this year has been sucky for games for me. No anyway, life. so like Sea of Sea of Stars has like these Chrono Trigger mechanics that I really enjoy. I love Chrono Trigger. That's like my favorite RPG ever, ever, ever. So <laughs> this kind of emulated a little bit of that stuff. And um, I kind of want to, I really, really want to play it. I just, <laughs> I just don't know if I could dump another several 50 hours in, in, in another game. You right did now. say it is on Game yeah. Pass right now? Mm -hmm. Gosh, I need to go, I need to play that before they take it off there. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to download it, but this is a game I think I want to play on the Switch. Just yeah, I feel like this is going to be a good kind of pick up and play game. Um, not that, you know, it's not going to be good in Game Pass, but definitely has that perfect yeah. for Switch kind of modality to it. But uh, it looks good. Uh, I mean, the art style, it's that nice kind of, you mm -hmm. know, uh, retro inspired 2D goodness with, you know, updated lighting. What's and all that, that other just, series on time. Switch? Uh, was it Triangle Strategy? Uh, there's Triangle Strategy. There's Octopus. Octopus, Octopus Traveler. Octopus, <laughs> Octopus <laughs> Traveler. Um, those, those names I heard are that horrible. Was, but I just mean the art style yeah. where it's like, this is retro or it looks like old school. <laughs> I almost like this better because you don't want to do like some weird like 2.5 3D stuff to it, which is cool. It's a good throwback. But this just looks colorful and I don't know. I, I like what this is kind of laying down. Like even those like boss uh, animations there look really cool. Mm -hmm. But either way, that, not my pick, but I'd pick it again if I had the choice. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... So moving on to the winner, we have with a pretty sizable, nearing like just over sixty percent of the votes, we have Sea of Stars. Yeah, Bum, buddy. Yeah, so, so winning it pretty, pretty handily over the. Rest. In all honesty, um, I've actually been trying to avoid though. Sea of Stars when it comes to so RPGs pretty, on like, Nintendo Switch. Awesome. My head is Everything constantly being like, spun in circles with all the great like, stuff that's either here or on the way for 2023. But so far, well. Sea of Stars um, has done all the right things to win me over. Gorgeous presentation, a spot in the last Nintendo Direct, and even musical contributions from Yasunori Mitsuda, legendary composer like, oh, who's yes, worked on both the Chrono and oh, Xeno series. That's, but contrary amazing. to what you might think, this yes. modern 2D pixel art RPG is not from Square. This Instead, it's developed and published by Sabotage Studio, the it's team like behind acclaimed action platformer The on, Messenger. Um, in fact, Sea of Stars will serve as a prequel of sorts to The Messenger, and it's set to release at the end of this summer in August of 2023. News of the Switch exclusive demo that dropped that just a few a weeks ago like, was the straw that broke the camel's back, causing me to jump headfirst into you know, Sea of Stars of on Nintendo Switch. Right away, we're thrust into a game world that's beautiful and dynamic. This isn't just a flat tile set. Instead, we're climbing 
climbing up and down ladders and ledges, and freely swimming in any body of water. There are chests to find and resources to collect. The game even allows changing between day and night at will, as the lighting adjusts in real time. This feature isn't available in the demo, but the how-to-play menu hints toward this capability. In the game's official website, demonstrates it quite elegantly with this interactive graphic. Of the three party members available in the demo, we get to choose between two of them, either Valir or Zale to be the leader. The choice doesn't have an impact on any stats or story, rather it's just who will lead. We have our, I took an arrow to the knee award, so this basically signifies to us our biggest disappointment of the year. Oh my god. This is a very interesting group of games. Yeah, one of, them, one of them I feel like people watching. One of them I personally feel like shouldn't be here, but I definitely think two of them deserve to be here. <laughs> um, so let's see. We have gamer has uh Diablo. I think Phoenix chose <sighs> Zelda, and I chose. Oh no, let me. I should probably double check to make sure we. Uh, just to make sure. Can't remember which. Gamer, I thought I chose Starfield, or if you chose, I it, chose I Starfield. You chose Tears. Mm, you did. So go okay. ahead, gamer. What about Diablo? Uh, so for mad. the for the record, disappointment is not like I mean these. There's two games up here that I know that they're they're just that's this. I mean they're not bad be, games. They're not bad games. They're, they're, yeah, just clear the air there. They're not bad. They're obviously we dumped a, like, at least a hundred hours in tears. Of Phoenix made a good argument that one of them was a like, bad game. It's only one that was really bad. Oh, he said anything. there are two up here uh, <laughs> that are not bad so, games. So the the only reason why I chose Diablo Four was because in the beginning, now I heard they they patch things up and things are a little bit better. <coughs> um, to give or take on the person who plays it, I gotta I gotta really sit down and play it. Um, and I plan to, but the in the beginning, the game was just not as like. They, they, it was so much hype behind it, and I, I'm the goofball who who purchased a hundred dollar one, and not just once but twice because my wife wants to play, and we were so hyped up about it, and we play it, and it wasn't to what we wanted, what we wanted, and and it's again that whole hype train yeah. kind of came and went so fast, and and it was, it's a beautiful game. It it runs okay. It runs it's fine. It's just man. It's Remind just, me, what class uh, did you choose? Uh, I, I chose the, the sorcerer. I think it's the sorcerer, and I heard the sorcerer was a terrible class. I chose the necromancer. That was my issue. Mm-hmm. Necro was fun. I think that was yeah. honestly. I hate that this is a thing about any game nowadays, but especially a game like this that has a lot of stuff that has to be balanced out. The sorcerer slash wizard slash whatever you want to call them at this point, like in most Diablo games, is usually my first go to. It's usually a fairly straightforward class, a lot of fun, a little OP, and I liked that. This game just really made the sorcerer not fun to play as. Man, uh, I sure. even, yeah, it was very like I never felt powerful. I felt like I was struggling the whole time. I couldn't get a build off the ground that felt right. Um, and I, I fought my way through the game. I'm like, oh, I'll just get to the end. And then I was about to give up. I'm like, you know what? Let me try one other class. I put the Necro on. It felt like a completely different game. It was fun from the start. So part of this, and I think your takeaway is going to be 
how you approach the game and what class you start with. Hopefully they're yeah. all balanced better now, but that definitely tainted things a little bit for me going in with that poor class choice that affected gameplay, my yeah. enjoyment throughout most of it. I also didn't love the open world personally, but that's maybe yeah. just more of a personal take. No. Um, if you do start playing it again, let me know, gamer. I would be down to possibly well, do a couple yeah, streams um, getting back into uh, it. Yeah, I was talking to my wife. I, I I was gonna see if we can make a little time to play at least maybe for. A it is a little hours. burning to spend sixty dollars on a game and then play it for like eight hours. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. I will I'll attest it's a good game. Like when I played through the Necro, <laughs> I went all the way through that season. I was like blasting through the uh, in-game content. And it was a lot more fun. So there was a good game here. Especially if you get some buddies in do some stuff like there's a fun time to be had. So as metal said, this, this category does not mean these are bad games necessarily. It meant that for whatever our expectation was going into it, it didn't quite hit it. So yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yep. Okay. Uh, Starfield worst game of the year. Biggest disappointment. <laughs> darn the, like like over 90 percent of our vote so it was oh, i didn't i well i didn't get to plead you, tears of the kingdom or anything you what, a over the nominees. <laughs> what a super man jerk. wow what <laughs> a, he, he's just like nope wow he didn't even care wow you, you just don't agree with me picking tears of the kingdom i get that i get tears that. of the kingdom is but actually what, it's actually a good game we never said it was a bad game. Arrow to the oh. Nemi's disappointment. Oh. And let me preface, if anybody's watched any of our uh, streams or discussions, we all felt this way. <laughs> we were all disappointed for a lot of the same reasons. So mm-hmm. I never said this was a bad game. I put in, I think, 100 hours into it. I typically don't put that much time into a game that I think is terrible. <laughs> and honestly... <laughs> The mechanics are still solid. Um, the world design is impeccable. The, like all the quality stuff that goes into any Zelda game is here, and you can love this game if it's what you're wanting out well, of that, Zelda. That's game. why it's called the disappointment list and not the bad games yeah. list. You know, that's I mean, like it what makes we're sense. saying. Yeah, Jeez. I know. Uh, anyway, my my disappointment with Tears creating of the Kingdom stuff. is two no. reasons. It's not the creating stuff. I, that disappointed me to a certain extent. It's still the dungeons. It is going to come down to the dungeons for me. Like I'm okay adjusting my perspective of what makes a Zelda game a Zelda game and the open world thing. Okay. I can adjust to that and kind of the free flowing, like building mechanics. I can probably get used to that. I need dungeons. I need real Zelda dungeons for it to feel like a Zelda game to me. And although this game tried to get closer, their dungeons were very surface level. Still, they looked like a dungeon, but they were cookie cutter. They all like repeated, do these five things, do these five things. And it was just the exact same objective. However many times over and over again, they painted it a little different each time, but these still were not true dungeons. Some of the boss battles were better. So that was closer, but the dungeons aren't quite there. Tell, yet. So tell that's you where, my disappointment. Tell you where it really grinded my gears was when you get to the, one of the final sections where you have to get all of the pieces to this robot that are like split mm-hmm. split up and to get everyone you have to continue building stuff to get to each arm leg it's just like why i'm still doing this after 30 40 hours you know <laughs> and, and i could hit on the building mechanics and some of those specific gameplay that's in there but honestly at least for me at a surface level it's the dungeons that's my biggest thing and this was honestly for me this year my most hyped game like i try not to get hyped about games in general but I really was looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom, and I had high hopes that this was going to end up being that Holy Grail perfect Zelda game for me, right? Because I do like Breath of the Wild, 
But I wanted a little more Skyward Sword mixed in there, a little more direct narrative, which I got. And I wanted a little more curated dungeons. I didn't quite get that. So I don't know, just just burned a little bit. I still really enjoyed my time with it, but it's still not that perfect Zelda game for me. No, I'm not going to try it. I mean, we've done, what, three different videos on Starfield. Um, it was... It... I don't even want to call it a fine game because even looking back, I feel like I'm viewing the game even more negatively than I was before, mainly because I'm like, I'm wondering where it was that I had fun with my playthrough of this. And I only played for like 12 to 14 hours. And it's like, I didn't, I'm just looking on the, the screen here, like I didn't necessarily think the space combat was all that engaging. Uh, the exploration on the planets was fairly boring. Uh, you don't really get anything interesting in terms of loot because everything has a very realistic look to it. <coughs> mm -hmm. uh, no sentient, crazy space life forms. It's all humans. Again, we did three videos, one of them almost an hour long, hating on Starfield. So I'm not going to say too much. It To me, this is pretty underwhelming. It wasn't my most anticipated game. That was, that was Alan Wake, but this was definitely in my top three. This is probably like my third most anticipated game and... Uh, definitely, def this was definitely a bummer. I don't know. The yeah. one, one saving grace, it was on Game Pass. If I'd have spent like 60, 70 bucks on this, that would have been kicking the <laughs> rear. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and this was not one I initially was hyping up too much this year. I think because I thought I knew what I was going to get into with it. I very much assumed this is just going to be Skyrim slash Fallout in space. And that would have been perfectly fine by me. So my expectations weren't up here. I just kind of like, I know what I'm going to get. I didn't even get that. Like, this is not Skyrim or Fallout in space. I think for like the one core aspect that you love about those games like does it have you know the crafting system does it have the you know looting system yeah the systems from those other games are here but this misses the whole heart and soul of what makes skyrim fun what makes fallout fun which is that open world go anywhere do anything exploration and you pick a direction <laughs> you go that direction and you find something cool this game removes that completely and i think what kind of tricked a lot of people about this it's game is no, hmm? good. I'll I'll say after. I thought of something. I was gonna say. I think what, and I think a lot of people are realizing this now. Is like they start the game, they already hear. Oh, it's gonna take a good 10, 20 hours to start getting good. So they put in the time, and I think there's this hope that it's going to get good. And you start to maybe see pieces like, oh, I can kind of see how this could be good. And then 60 hours in, you realize nothing ever clicks. Nothing ever truly gets good. It's all these separate systems that like set it up like, oh, this is gonna be great. And then it just fizzles away. So the more you play, I think the more disappointed you get. Like I, I beat this game. I even went and did the second run through and it is lackluster to the end. Uh, even when you think it's about to switch gears and get more interesting, you realize you're just back in the hamster wheel and it's not gonna get any better. So yeah, I'm disappointed more than I thought I would be by this game. Um, I would say one of the biggest nails in the coffin for this game, in my opinion, is I don't know if you saw, but like there's entire modding communities that are like renowned for what they've done in Skyrim in terms of adding content and creating worlds in Skyrim. And those entire like groups have just been like, we're not going to do this for Starfield. It's the game's boring and we don't want to. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy for modding communities in Bethesda to be like, nah. 
And not saying there isn't room for some modding community to give this game some new life, but that should never have to be the case, right? A game should come out and, at least at some level, be a good game. Like, people can argue Fallout 4 was not a great Fallout game, didn't like it for XYZ reason, that's fair. But Fallout 4 was is a, a game, game that was at least in, It was at <laughs> least enjoyable and had solid mechanics that were mostly cohesive. This game is just not that. So yes, I won't beat a very dead horse at this point. Go watch some of our long, long form rants. But yeah, this is a well-deserved error to the knee. So yeah, uh, congratulations, Bethesda. Congratulations, Starfield. You guys Good job, had an, Todd. You had an amazing year. We appreciate everything. Most anticipated game of the year. Game of the year right there. In the background, instead of applause and fireworks, I should have nuclear bombs and like tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just show a bunch of megatons. Megatons, yeah. <laughs> megatons to the knee. Megatons oh, this the... is an arrow to the knee category. Bethesda oriented. Bethesda uh, won their own category. Uh, very apropos. I see what you did there. Congratulations, Bethesda. So okay. So, uh, so we're moving on to our heck of a drug award. Um, oh, so I think this is a new one that I, I suggested. <coughs> But this one we consider our most cathartic game played this year. So, again, may not be like our favorite game, but what is what is a game that you guys played where you could easily zone out to? And like an hour will go by and you're just like, oh, I didn't check on my kid. And, and, and <laughs> I forgot to do the laundry. It's that feeling you get. Oh, like, yeah. honestly, it's partially why I like playing games. Just that moment where it's like, uh, like everything kind of Zen. floats away for a minute and you're just in the game um and i mean all these honestly i think are fairly good contenders um mine was katamari if i recall correctly and yeah. if you've ever played a katamari game like <laughs> that that mechanics just just awesome it's just fun it's ridiculous i mean there's good japanese nonsense going on in this game so and this game is no different i mean this is basically just a remake of a what ps2 era game if i recall correctly so I don't need to hit on too much, but played Katamari. You know what I'm talking about. Great way to waste a few hours. For me, finding the name of this game was ridiculous. There's like several different names of this title. It's like Katamari, Royal Reverie, Katamari, something, something, Royal Reverie, Katamari. I, mm -hmm. I, I just called it Royal Reverie. I'm, I'm assuming that's the real, real one. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Metal Gamer chose Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, so what about Zelda made you Zen Zen mode? You can go walking around anywhere, listen to the stupid music, and just go on your merry way and do whatever you want. That's that's the problem I have with this game. I can like I we like again. Phoenix mentioned it. We burned a lot of time in that game, and. I would do absolutely nothing for two, three hours. I would sit on my bed with the switch in my hand, just playing this game until two in the morning. And it, it's, it really is. It does have something to make you continue playing. Once you beat this the game. The same, though, this is the same thing that happened to you with uh, Breath of the Wild too. Right? That's why you didn't beat it for like five forever. years. Yeah, I didn't want it to end. That was my problem. Um, and then guess what? When it ended, that was it. This, this this game did the same. This game's open world vibes delivered to me what 
the kind of stuff I wanted to get out of uh, Starfield. Where, like, you choose a direction, you go in there, whether by water or by air, however you want, and there's almost always something you're wanting or you're wanting to get to, and there's almost something, always mm-hmm. something rewarding inside of whatever it is you're wanting to get to. It's like that... It's easy to get lost. Yes, yeah. Uh, that was the issue with, like, Starfield. Like, you to get lost, <laughs> you would have to try. You'd have to go through eight loading <laughs> screens to get lost. And this, you would just fall down the wrong hole. Next thing you know it, you're on a whole new adventure. So um, I agree that it is a very cathartic experience. Just kind of go off, soak in the world and just get lost in whatever kookiness you, you encounter out there in the open world. Mm -hmm. Great choice. Great choice. Um, I chose, I think gamer can attest to this, but I think we can say almost every final fantasy game tends to be pretty cathartic to an extent. The music is just amazing no matter what final fantasy game it is the music is just like it's either super calming or it's like robust bombastic during the combat sections and it's just like <clears throat> this game's fun you just like again same thing with zelda you go off in a direction you're almost always run into a side quest the music's very chill especially back at your home bases um that's about it it's it's fun like the like the game's beautiful textures on like everywhere you go like this is a great looking game um i I think the music and my music in my opinion may be one of the largest factors in terms of something that's cathartic because although i guess you could say zelda has some moments of like quiet cathar cathar what's it catharsis is that a word it's very light though you hear like little piano sounds it's like what the hell are you doing stupid music yeah final (laughs) fantasy is like you'll just be running around looking at giant monsters walking by and you just hear like a violin in the background. Yeah. So to, to piggyback what you're <laughs> saying, so I, I'm, I'm continuing to play this game and then the more I play it, th- I like, I can, I can sit there for an hour and I feel like I've done something. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good thing about this game. And then like I, I did one of the, one of the bridge scenes and I was like, I, I need to at least push forward a little bit. And um, this game does really hit that hole. You can get lost for hours. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to play this game sometimes because I, I know I need to go to bed. This game will not make me go to bed. This game will keep me up. And that's the problem with Tears as well. So, yeah, this, this is a good choice on your end. Not to keep going on on Final Fantasy, but I wasn't kidding when I kept telling... Remember, when I was the only one playing it, I remember telling you guys, this is so far, this is my game of the year for like the longest time. And it's like the game has big flaws, but the stuff that it does hit on is super entertaining. Yes. Again, there are big flaws. Like, I mean, we, we've done entire videos on them, but if I don't know if, if you can get by those, it's a super fun time. Mm-hmm. All right. So the winner for our heck of a drug award, most cathartic is... Yay me, Final Fantasy 16. Before we begin, oh, wow. a quick note about spoilers. Um, I'm going to do my best to keep this review spoiler free by mostly showing gameplay from the first third or so of the campaign. But some mechanics and talking points I will be going over don't appear till much later. It's all stuff that will be familiar to you if you've watched the Final Fantasy 16 focused state of play. But if you'd like to go in entirely fresh, you can leave knowing that Final Fantasy 16 is one of my favorites in the series. Okay, you've been spoiler warned. Now, on with the review. Big, explosive, cinematic scene. Like, that would help me get lost in 
even with yeah, 16 main likelihoods, 20 if you include it's X2, so 13, 2, Lightning <laughs> Returns, and Final Fantasy VII Remake, no and a slew of spin like, they're so good. There's no the Final Fantasy game quite like Final oh Fantasy 16. I mean, the latest in this legendary series is more an evolution of the character action genre than the RPG foundation that the franchise was built on. It merges quick, which reflexes with character building RPG focuses far more on the former than ever before. And look, it's not a perfect mixture. While the combat is phenomenal for an action RPG, it is admittedly lacking when compared directly to the greats of the character action genre. But even an imperfect mix is potent enough when paired with FF16's epic 50 plus hour story. It's packed with unforgettable characters, outstanding world building, an incredible soundtrack, and knock your socks off moments of sheer spectacle, the likes of which are rarely seen in any game. You gotta at least play it. That's all. The game goes from. Final Fantasy 16 picks up the ball that FF14 got rolling and continues to move the series back down the path of high fantasy taking more than a little inspiration from Game of Thrones bit. along the way. Its story spans decades crazy, worth of like, history in the realm of Alistia. <laughs> yeah, basically. So yeah. this is an interesting one. This is actually another new one that we threw in here. I, I felt like this one might be kind of cool, seeing as how there were a lot of, um, I think me and Phoenix had mentioned it, but like there were a lot of notable moments, especially at the, around the time we came up with this. I know Alan Wake was kind of happening, and we were. I was just like, Alan Wake and Spider-Man both had like notable moments, and I just thought this would be a fun one to, to kind of make a recurring thing. So yeah, uh, I think it's a lot of games can get. I'm sorry, just to add to like no, a lot of games can get lost sometimes in these categories because you're like, oh, what is the best game? But there's a lot of games that may not fit that you know best game of the year category, but they did some really cool things right for at least a couple of moments. So I think that was the point of this category to highlight those those big moments that really did something interesting or unique and if in you the kind of the you know, at least over the year. If you look at it from the viewpoint of these games, these moments are probably what people are going to remember most about those titles anyway. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you're pen, you're pointing out that like, again, this this is what I'm like. Some of these parts are what I'm going to remember most. So. Yeah. <laughs> so our exiting the vault award, our biggest moment in a game from this year. So we have, uh, we are Venom section from Spider Man Two. We have uh, We Sing from Alan Wake 2, and we also have Ifrit versus Phoenix uh, in Final Fantasy 16. So, oh gosh, I forgot who chose what. Okay, I chose the Venom section in Spider-Man. So, I chose Venom, uh, Phoenix chose Alan Wake, Metal chose Ifrit. So, um, I, I, it's hard not to like Venom. I think me and Phoenix can agree he's always gonna be he's top of the list he's always like a cooler character in spider-man uh, I, I might be wrong phoenix isn't one of your games what is it ultimate spider-man ps2 mm -hmm. wasn't that like a full-fledged yeah. venom spider-man game it goes back and forth between you as spider-man and venom it's you know, it's done really well it's fun to play as venom yeah. <laughs> but uh this game does it really well like kind of throughout the game they're kind of like like uh tantalizing you with the venom stuff as far as like it being with Peter and then you have that moment <coughs> you have that moment later in the game where you go full on venom and it's pretty awesome you know you get you get a little interaction with him and Spidey and I don't know I really thought this moment was awesome uh, like the, mu the music's great you have like uh, I won't say I was gonna say a name but that kind of ruins things um it's fun 
you get to be Venom, you get to destroy stuff. What more could you want? Yeah, I was a little surprised it went on as long as it did, too. Like, it lets you be Venom for a bit and do some pretty crazy things. There's, like, like two different whole sections of it. Yeah, and it paints him, like, real vicious. Like, there's no, you know, cutting corners or hiding anything here. Like, he's brutal, and he's just slaughtering these dudes. And it's, it is cathartic, <laughs> as we saw in the other um, other category. But it definitely was a standout moment. I agree with you there. Okay, and then Phoenix, uh, we sing. How about that? Man, like there's if you played this, you know there's nothing else like it this year. Um, I don't think I am quite as big on it as some others who have definitely touted this. I definitely think it lacks a needed gameplay element. It's really just you walking through this rock opera, and it is some of the song is really cool. Um, what is it? Uh, Herald of Darkness? Angels Herald of Darkness. Darkness? What is it? Herald, Herald of Darkness. Darkness. Uh, the music's a lot of fun. Poets of the Fall. Um, the visuals are really cool. Um, I definitely think when they try to add some gameplay stuff towards the end, it actually doesn't quite mesh. I kind of wish they would have done like maybe like a puzzly element or something they, here. They could have done, um, done a lot more with it, I think. This could have been like an incredible scene that would like stand the test of time is like this major iconic game moment forever. And I think it quite, it falls a little short of that, but it's just it being a really weird out there scene. It definitely <laughs> serves that purpose. And it was a, I think a highlight in the game. It definitely juxtaposes a lot of the stuff that was going on throughout the rest of the campaign. So yeah, that was fun. Um, my one problem with this whole, we sing thing is even though I love it, I love remedy games. I loved this moment. My problem is, is like, I feel like Remedy noobs are like just so blown away. I've heard so many people saying that like this is the coolest, one of the coolest moments in video games ever. And it's like, have you played a Remedy game ever? They almost always do something musically inclined like this. Like in Alan Wake 1, they had the concert section out in the farm. Uh, in Control, you know, you had the entire, was it the smoking, the maze or smoking maze or whatever yeah. it was called. Like, Cigarette you know, maze or something. Cigarette maze or something. Ashtray, like, ashtray maze. Yeah, like Poets of the Fall is always going to be something. I don't know. It's not that it wasn't a great moment. It's more that like you know, I don't. Uh, remedy noobs just kind of went went kind of all out crazy with it. I think. Uh, I don't know if it's all just remedy noobs. There's definitely I think people out there who have played a lot of the remedy games and still are touting this as like this standout moment in all of gaming and. I'm not sure exactly why that is, to be honest, like to to your point, like some of the prior remedy examples that are similar to this, I think mesh the gameplay and the craziness better. Like they got it just goes or coincides a little more. This, I think, is just too much on the spectacle and less on the gameplay being a part of that spectacle. So I think it's where it kind of falls short for me. But some people, I think, were just blown away by the spectacle of it. And it is a crazy moment. Like, if you're watching this, it's it's a cool thing to kind of get through. But I'll also say, not to kind of, you know, uh, deter anybody who's interested in it, it goes on a little long. I don't mm -hmm. know if you felt that way. But either way. I agree with that. I would just say, I hate to be cynical, but it almost comes off as something they threw in just so they could perform at the Game Awards. I know that's, like, super, like cynical way to look at it but it's like this game came out right before the game awards uh, uh I, it's hard to say i don't know i'm not saying that's the case i'm just saying like it, uh, i don't know maybe i'm I'm being too evil. Well, they had to come up with this scene long before the game awards yeah, were even a thing so uh, i don't know i think that is a little reaching but 
Kojima's Honestly, that's, one, that's one of the best things I think came out of this moment was the fact <laughs> they did execute it live. Like I think the fact they were able to pull that off the way they did, I thought was pretty cool. That was the best moment of the entire Game Awards. That crappy three, four hour thing. <laughs> that was like my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, nothing like this award show. This award show is top notch. So. Yeah. <coughs> Gosh, Anyways. Which has a coughing in the, the, the microphone. I know. I Quality. Keep, I That's keep what you turning. get from us. Yeah. Okay, so our winner for the Exiting the Vault Award. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. You didn't talk about oh, shoot. E3 oh, versus Phoenix. You're so Man, you're mean. so bad at this. Your own God. award you, show. You guys... If you just if you wanted to sleep, you should have just said so. You guys flustered me making fun of me. All right. Well, I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. I'm not gonna beat a dead horse on this one, but um, because we've talked about it in numerous, you know, uh, other episodes, but uh, this this battle is just huge. Like, it's the first major battle in the entire game. And Phoenix is in this one. What What's up? So Phoenix is in this one. Yeah, he is. And uh, yeah, you get to play as both of them, which I think is really no. You only get to play as Phoenix. For you only this get one, to right? play as uh, I think you play one? as both. Phoenix, yeah, actually. Yeah, you play as Phoenix. And uh, it's just super fun. Like, it's it's a huge turning point in the story. And it's the first time you get to actually play as, like, an Akon. And uh, it's, it just, it just, it's just intense. It's, um, it's definitely not the biggest battle or craziest battle in the game. But it's it's the the first one. But the fact that it's the first one is just like, you're like, it it gets you, it kind of warms your palate up for. Yeah, the rest for of the others game. that are coming. Like, mm-hmm. you, you get to fight some other ones that are just absolutely ridiculous. So, I I felt personally, like, when I was playing, I was like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> I think I think I was texting you guys when I, when, I, when I said that. I was like, this is fantastic. Like, that's, that, this is, this is the section that, that, that did it. So. All of the icon battles are, like, spectacles mm-hmm. in that game. They're all, like, complete spectacles. It's freaking beautiful, man. Like, they, 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 Square Enix really did a fantastic job on them. They really did. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's not no, uh, it's not no like you know, Shadow of the Colossus, you know, but it's freaking amazing considering. Um. Okay. So, our winner for the exiting the Vault Award biggest moment is, congratulations, Phoenix. We sing yeah. in Alan Wake Two. No, congratulations. It Rhett. narrowly it narrowly pulled it out between two, the two other ones. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a unique moment. I'll give it that. I, mean, I, I don't think it, I praise it quite as much as some others out there, but it was a cool moment in the game. No. I don't yeah. think there's much more we need to say. Hmm. Um, okay, moving on to number six. We have uh, our Hey Listen, Hey Listen Award. Uh, basically our most annoying game mechanic. Um, this one's kind of interesting because this is one we had last year, actually, I think. Um, so what do we have? We have the skill tree from Diablo uh, 4. We have Saga's Evidence Mind Palace in Alan Wake 2. And the building mechanics overall in Zelda Breath of or Tears of the Kingdom. I said Breath of the Wild. Um, <laughs> gamer, so what about the skill tree in Diablo 4 bothered you? everything i i didn't like the build and i think and i didn't like the building like building the the tree in general it's just i i felt that you know not for nothing but in in, in diablo 3 i've i didn't not have to respect as much maybe later on you would respect a little bit more because you wanted to try new things whatever this one i had to respect things just because 
oh man, I have to like pass this area and I need this specific skill. Oh man, I gotta freaking redo my whole entire thing, you know, because of whatever stupid reason that I needed to. There were things about it that just drove me nuts. Um, kept going back. I think, I mean, I don't spend that much money, but eventually you're gonna be spending a lot of money. And I think, like, like Phoenix said, I think it had a lot to do with the class that you're in, yeah. like, whatever class you're playing. You know, if it's not very good because they didn't make it good, it's you're gonna suffer. And yeah, unfortunately, like your choices are kind of wasted. Yeah, and I, and I just I, um, okay. I waste, I wasted, <laughs> I, I didn't waste a lot of money, but man, I kept going back. It was yeah. just absolute nonsense. Diablo just, three kind of spoiled you too. Like, uh, um, yeah. I know they started out more curated or a little more like restrictive on how they do the tree, but by the end of Diablo three, it was just oh. wide open. It's just like you could check a little option in the uh, the settings, being like, "Do you want to have the open skill tree, basically?" And you could just build your character however you want, change it at a drop of a hat. It didn't cost you nothing, which I think maybe was a little too open ended. But then you got to Diablo four where it really mattered what you chose. And as you said, if like you were under a bad class that wasn't performing well, and uh. that point that you just spent that took a while to get didn't give an impact, it burned a little bit. So I agree with that. No. I was just going to say, like, you kind of mentioned it, but um, just the fact that, to me, I didn't feel like the skill tree selections I ever made made much of a difference on my character. Maybe it's because I wasn't going in the right direction or, or combining the right skills. Yeah. And I don't know, I didn't feel like I was doing much. Like a lot of like all the stuff that you do is just doesn't seem impactful. Like mm-hmm. even even like even the skills themselves don't even seem that great. They kind of suck in a way. Like it's like the other one like in three they kind of you know each power was kind of fun. You know this is a little over over exaggerated. They, um, you know, a little bit more bloom. This one this is just giving you nothing. They feel it was almost... about building a lot of passive percentages up mm-hmm. on stuff. So like yeah, all it was numbers. hard to like get like a lot of like. Uh, set gratif- like instant gratification out of doing something. I was like, oh, I'm going to get an extra 10% uh, doom or whatever it was called on, on the enemy. So he dies a couple of seconds quicker. It, it was more balanced, I suppose, but definitely wasn't as fun to mix and match some of the skill sets. They, um, they almost, to an extent, in my opinion, feel almost more cosmetic, more than actual, like, adding anything technically. Like, the one I had, there was one that, like, made you, like, like use blood as like a wave or something and it's like okay i don't know <laughs> yeah didn't pack a punch i agree with no. that no okay so my selection i chose saga's evidence mind palace and uh alan wake 2 again we did an entire episode me and phoenix of just talking about this um it just didn't f- i don't know i felt like it kind of slowed the game down like you were saying, because you have to constantly go back and kind of you're just kind of doing stuff that feels like it should be automated for you rather than you have to kind of go in there and do busy work and select these things that you've already like done. I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to go on forever about it because I could. Um, honestly, this would have been what I would have chosen if you hadn't already chosen it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's an interesting idea. But ultimately, it doesn't really let you be a detective like it kind of sets you off to be. Ultimately, it, it, you could solve the entire thing trial uh, trial and error. It more as you going through the motions at a certain point. It kills the pacing at certain areas. And just is 
God, I don't know. It just didn't click for me. It was a cool idea. I wish it me meshed just a little bit better, but unfortunately, it felt more like padding and more of a chore whenever I had to go back and actually do something. There were a couple of times, too, it prevented progression. I didn't even realize it. I had to go back and put the right picture in the right spot for the game mm -hmm. to even progress the way it was supposed to, which that was annoying because I already knew the answer. I already knew the puzzle. I had to actively go in, though, and put the picture to show that I knew the puzzle. It was uh, meh. Didn't love it. I agree. I'm, that's why I chose it. <laughs> Good job. No. Um, so I'm going to get more hate for choosing Zelda again. And once again, it's not that Zelda is oh, wow. a bad game. And it's not that this mechanic is bad. Like A lot of people love it because it's now... It's going to bring a lot of life to this game, like longevity. People can build stuff, make crazy contraptions forever. And that's awesome. I think what I didn't like about it, really kind of my <clears> general <throat> issue with this game, is it's losing a little bit mm -hmm. of that curated touch. Like everything can be solved using your building mechanics. And that's great. In some ways you have options. I mean, that's cool. Sometimes the options break the game a little bit though. Like you feel like you're cheating a little bit, which I know I think um, uh, Ayanuma said, that's kind of what he wanted you to feel like you're breaking the game. That's cool. And that's fun to a certain extent, but then I don't feel like I have really beaten the game. Like I like it in a Zelda game or any game that's like puzzle oriented where I use the mechanics they give me in a very you know, puzzly way to figure out their, um, their solution that was supposed to be um, intended and then solve that puzzle. Like I forget more gratification out of that. If I can just make a flying machine to get me through every puzzle and I just keep using it over and over and over again, I feel like I'm not getting anything out of the puzzle mechanic anymore. But once again, it all depends on what you want out of a Zelda game. It was a little too open-ended for me. So it's not that the mechanic itself is bad, but the way it interacts with some of the game design and the puzzle elements, I feel like it kind of undermined it a little bit. Fair enough. All right, so our our big our winner is Two-Way Tie. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so between uh, Alan Wake and Zelda. Oh boy, here I go again. Yeah. Oh man. Right, Chesley, <clears throat> you get to do your your pitch first. So, thirty seconds on the clock, starting oh, now. I, I, gotta I didn't an, like it very much. I gotta make an argument for something. Goodness. <laughs> go watch our time. Go watch our three videos. <laughs> where we talk about hating on this the entire time. Um, I don't know. It's just going to circle the wagons on this. Again, it slows down the gameplay. It makes you have to go out of your way to do things that, again, should be automated. It should do these things for you. And when you do have to go into your mind palace and solve the things that you kind of already know about, I don't know. It does it kind of in a boring and uninteresting way. Mm. I won't hold eh, to that time's up they they should have done more with the detective aspect it's very plain in my opinion okay All right. uh i won't even need 30 seconds uh pick chaz's that mechanic's worse <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking about that yeah, as much the as, Zelda as one much... is not a bad mechanic like the mechanic itself honestly just from a gameplay perspective is fine it's how it interacts with the game design that i have an issue yeah. with but if we're talking to straight up mechanics pick that the saga could. mind place i'm gonna take your word for it because Ooh. yeah did i win oh i didn't add the to that <laughs> <one>. i win <laughs> <laughs> yay good job jazz i can yay. just get rid of these Yay, ultimate. Oh my <laughs> god, that is so horrible. 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Which one is it? Is it this one? Yeah. I win everything. Yeah, just move on. <laughs> on to All the right. next. So, an interesting one, also a new one that we added, was our Kick Punch Award. Kick Punch. It's all in the it's mind. All in the mind. So this is our best soundtrack. Just, uh, you know, mm. <clears throat> the best music that we kind of took away from a game this year. Um, our, our selections are Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Those three games seem to be uh, on a lot of our categories. Um, but, 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 oh, so who chose who? <clears throat> it looks like metal, metal is Final Fantasy. Metal, then me, then Phoenix. So take it away, Metal. Oh, man. What is there to say? It's Final Fantasy, man. Like... It literally is a lot of the same out. music, like, like redone. It's so good. They oh, and like anything, like any other Final Fantasy related game, even the same stuff that you hear all the time, you know, like the fanfares or whatever. It just sounds so damn good. <laughs> and that's it. Like it's they they refresh it obviously, like they do in every game, and it just sounds good. Um, it, it's very engaging for every battle that you play that that you get into. There's always an interesting soundtrack that goes with it. Um, it, it's really just about that. Net, like a hundred percent of it is all music. Like it's it's that good. I, it's hard to like. For for every Acom battle, there's a different one, and you everyone know, has a theme song. Yeah, everyone has their own theme song. So they really put forth that stuff for this for this uh, for this game. So they they really put a lot of effort into it. That's so. Okay, so Hi-Fi Rush, um, broke, you know, the just getting right to it. I thought the music was awesome. Um, I like, you know, it's it's all kind of like what is I'm trying to. It's all like all rock, right? I don't remember if there were other genres. Whether other genres was or was all like mostly a, just like, like a rock. pop rock kind of thing. The music was great. I liked almost. I'm struggling to remember specific songs, but like all the music was great. I loved how like the entire world kind of moved along with the beat of the character, what he's doing and everything. So that was fun. Um, again, I, I feel like the actual rhythm aspects of the game weren't like the most flushed out or greatest, you know, rhythm oriented game, but the music at least is fun kind of through and through. And I thought it was a good time. All right. Uh, Zelda always has great music. I mean, the overtures are always excellent. Um, I think what I always like about the one thing I do always like about Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, is the silent aspect of their um, soundtrack or the quiet moments. Like it's not all grandiose. There's just like those nice subtle moments when you're walking through the fields, and it's just got a little bit of like you know, little piano keys out there, or like a really subdued kind of you know overture kind of going in the background and. I like that. It helps you kind of get sucked into the environment and get a little more just engrossed in what's going on. So the music definitely, I think, aids to your investment into the gameplay, which I like. Cool. All right, yeah. drum drum roll. Da -da 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 -da. Uh, winner for Kick Punch Award, the best soundtrack is congratulations, uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. Come, come 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 collect your awesome award. That's yeah. got your name totally on the front of it. Yeah, hmm. go, go, go square. Woo. Go square. Uh, I don't know what else to say. It's hard to beat a Final Fantasy soundtrack. I mean, that's always going to be the case. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was going to say, like, that was that was the one cool thing, I guess, about my one selection versus you guys, is you guys have like these legacy titles that have like 
huge breadth of library in terms of like a history of like known music whereas like at least with hi-fi rush it was kind of interesting because it was like a new title new ip they had to come up with all of their own stuff but you kind of said it yourself you can't really remember any of the songs like that was my <laughs> issue with it like it was fun while playing it. it fit the level and the mood but because it's a rhythm game the song is stretched forever because you're playing the level through it i think it mm -hmm. makes sometimes the game feel a little droning and like the cool parts of the song either stretch too long or i don't know the pacing of the music feels odd at certain points that was my issue with the game hey, it's fun and the music fits what you're doing but it's hard to be memorable i don't to know to be fair i don't even remember the music from zelda like i i remember all of the music from oh Final i can Fantasy. hear it the <laughs> doo -doo 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 -doo. Oh, yeah. like yeah i definitely can that's oh, yeah. all stuck in my brain boring if i rush all the way <laughs> all right all right so moving on to our great scots award this is our best non-2023 game that uh, each of us played this year uh i, I like this category it kind of gives us a chance to shine a spotlight on some other game that you know obviously wasn't 2023 oriented um so let's see we have marvel snap that is phoenix i got to play marvel spider-man 2018 and uh gamer got to play a game called chained echoes which he mentioned earlier in the in the uh, episode so we're gonna take it away phoenix go all out sure um i don't think i played any other game more than marvel snap I'm this year boat. like Put a lot of time into it, get sucked into it really, really heavy. Um, almost tried to do a little YouTube channel and realized I don't have time to do any of this stuff just so I can play more <laughs> of it. Um, it's a solid <laughs> card game, and I don't usually get big into you know these digital card games like this, but this one, the mechanics and the way you can interact the cards is really awesome. Uh, I think the only reason I kind of stopped playing, I mean, you realize you're on a hamster wheel at a certain point. Um, and this game is not terrible with like microtransactions. I mean, they're there. A lot of them are more cosmetic oriented. I don't want to say it's like pay to win or anything. You can enjoy this game and not spend much money. But I just was tired of being on the wheel and I eventually kind of made myself stop playing. So I have I not played this game I in several months. I forcefully installed it. I'm like, you gotta, I gotta stop. Yeah. And part of it was they did some updates I didn't love. And then, you know, you go in an hour back and forth the games like that but overall this at its core is a solid game if you've never tried it i would still recommend it as long as you're not worried you'll get sucked into it and lose your life to it but i appreciate it's a good card game i appreciate that that game is like a it's one of those titles <coughs> that like um that like me or you could look back on and say that was like a specific era for us like how destiny mm -hmm. was where it's like i remember this time frame that was my destiny era i remember that was my gears he has a war one air you know what i mean like you can dedicate yep. like a whole memory to agreed agreed good time so uh i chose um a pretty acclaimed game i got to you know finally got a ps5 i got to play through all of the spider-man games <clears throat> and uh i got to play marvel spider-man 2018 and not really much to say it was like one of the best games i played this year in general even if it wasn't 2018 um I enjoyed it through and through. I would say this is like, in my opinion, like the iconic Spider-Man game, maybe in terms of quality, in my opinion, it's not maybe not the best, but like you've said Spider-Man 2 on PS2 was like an all time great. I love Spider-Man 1 on the PlayStation 1. I would put this right up there with those. I mean, I guess you would say technically this should be the best in terms of like, it's just a modern, it's just a more modern, probably 
fleshed out game. I mean, I would say in terms of nostalgia, Spider-Man 1 is my Spider-Man game, but this was fun. Traveling around the city, I definitely got my, like, uh, Batman Arkham feel from it, you know, kind of gliding everywhere. It's fun. You feel like Spider-Man. You become, you are Spider-Man. <laughs> so, gamer, Chained Echoes. You mentioned this game earlier. Yeah, this one's a fun, uh, fun RPG. It's hard too. Um, I remember dying within like the first like, I don't know, thirty minutes of the game, like a few times. Um, the mechanics are way different from what I remember. Um, they were they were actually pretty difficult. Uh, I can't remember a hundred percent what they were. I have to go back and play it. Um, but it had like little pieces. It wasn't. It's not like the way uh, Sea of Stars looks like at all. <laughs> it plays completely different from this game, but it did have a couple of pieces that were kind of similar. Uh, to like that that whole like, I, I guess people are trying to come back to the old old school Chrono Trigger type of yeah. uh, game, but this one got similar this, aesthetic for sure. Yeah, it has like a lot of the uh, the looks to it and everything. So. Um, I think there's another one you can get on the uh, Game Pass, so you can check it out whenever you get a moment. I've got to get off this Marvel Snap B-roll. <laughs> Making me want to install it. I need to stop watching this. Do it. No. Do no, it. No more. All right, so with uh, near 60% of the votes, um, I pulled out this one. Marvel Spider-Man 2018. Again, not entirely surprised. This was amongst the game of the year contenders for the year it came out. So it already was like a, you know, widely popular game. Uh, this game, I guess you could say, started the whole, uh, you know, insomniac. People feeling like they're getting kind of grifted by the award shows because they still haven't won. Like, I don't, I don't think Spider-Man 2 won a single award at the Game Awards, which is a lot of people felt kind of bummed out about. Yeah, it's hard though. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of standout games this year. Baldur's <laughs> Gate, I noticed in particular, was something kind of stood head and shoulders above a lot of others. And also, I think if any of us probably would have spent a little more time with Baldur's Gate, we probably would have seen that show up more in our list as well. Mm -hmm. um, Grant, I guess Chaz, you had lesser feelings on that game in particular, but no, I, I were saying I think Spider-Man Two was a solid game though. I guess we'll get to that conversation in a few minutes. But mm -hmm. first one was great. Yeah. Um. Okay, so moving on to we're almost at the end. Shoot, I'm, 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 I'm happy about that. <laughs> All right, so we got our. This is an awesome one. I love this one, but uh, our so close now award, just most anticipated game of the upcoming year, which we definitely will be getting more into with our uh, high score Olympics that we'll be doing sometime next week, right next Tuesday, I believe. Um, so this one's fun. Uh, so we have uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's gamers pick. I or uh, Phoenix chose Hades two, and I went with Senua Saga Hellblade two. So, gamer, you want to talk about a uh, rebirth again? I don't have really much to say except for it's about to come out now. <laughs> like it's coming out soon, and it's sad because a it could have came out earlier. It could have came out a little earlier so that I could get my score a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he still so, won, didn't you? He still beat I, us all. I, I know, but it, that zero just fat in my face. It was, I didn't mm, like it. No, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like this game, it is one of those games where it's like, you know, after playing the other one, you kind of want to play more. And no, obviously, Phoenix, you mentioned it where 
this is like not the same type of remake like Mario RPG. This is like you get the remake part until you don't. And that's yeah. what makes it fun. And that's what makes it even more interesting. Where they even they they even went around and changed how the battle system works. It's freaking awesome. It just, so I am personally looking forward to it. It just sucks that they, they didn't come out last year. I just can't yeah, wait to I make will those. Say, oh, go ahead, Jazz. I was gonna say I just can't wait to make those stupid chocobos get down and dirty. Oh man, that's gonna, be, that's gonna be great. Yeah, I will say this is my favorite way when they do any kind of remake, re whatever. Like, I I like one to one to a certain extent, but I don't need a one to one remake. Like, that's what the original game is for. Like, I like having something that scratches that nostalgia itch, which this game definitely does. But then just like completely shifts things too at the same time, so it, it adds to you know what you used to know about the game, which I think is great. So I'm I'm with you. I'm very excited to see how this game kind of continues forward. Golden saucer, man. That's what's up right there. Chocobo breeding and then what? Knights of the Round. Oh, my God. Back in the day, that was my crack, man. (laughs) No joke. I am curious how far it's going to go. And we can, that can be a separate conversation. Like, I don't know if they've said uh, specifically. I know the moment people are waiting for, but I don't know if it's going to go much past that moment. Do we get to, do we get to the village? I feel like that's pretty far in the game. I think we'll definitely, are you talking about like Cloud's hometown? What, Nibelheim? I think we'll, We'll definitely see that. I mean, but I think a, we're all a major portion of the of the of the of the story. Mm-hmm. It is. You that's why I mean, then. like, okay. I think we'll definitely get to that. I think we will see the saucer. I mean, because we got what Kate Sith and all there. Um, we'll probably get the big Aerith moment and see where that goes. I, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a good time. What's I'm the, what's the big Aerith moment? Yep. I don't know. Oh my oh, god! No. Let's move on, Chaz. <laughs> Hades 2. Um, I'll tell you a few games I think I love as a game, like a gameplay, just like mechanic more, or just should say just the standard gameplay more than Hades. Like I, the only other game that's gotten close to scratching a similar itch for me was like Returnal. Um, I know they're, they're similar games, but they're so good. Those two man. games are amazing. Yeah, they just have this wonderful gameplay loop. Um, and then you couple that with incredible art design and story and voice performances. Like, the first game was just impeccable. I don't feel like there needs to be a sequel. Like, I could play the first Hades forever and feel just fine about it, but it, I'm not going to say no to more of it. Hades, it just looks cool. Hades is just, like, the perfect... Your bunghole is puckered the entire time, <laughs> bouncing around that game. You're just like frantically twenty four seven, like please don't hit me, please don't hit me, please don't hit me. Like mm-hmm. it's just perfect. I don't know. It feels so good to play. So, um, if Hades two is even half of how good the first one, is, which I'm sure it's gonna be as good if not better. I mean, I'm <laughs> very much looking forward to this one. Mm-hmm. So, ah, uh, Phoenix took my choice. So I chose, um, I haven't played the first Senua Saga. I definitely will before this one comes out. But um, I chose this one mainly because of what, like, what this means for Xbox in general. This is such an interesting title because after Starfield, this is supposed to be Xbox's big first party, like, system seller. And this game has been delayed enough to the point where I'm hoping that is because of polish and they're just like, we have to get this game right. And as far as like everything we've seen from gameplay, especially from the game awards, the cinematics versus the gameplay is darn near hard to distinguish one from another, which 
could be good or could be bad. You know, it's like, what are they hiding? Or it could just be they're both flow so well together that it it's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have anything else to say. I, I'm very interested yeah. to see what this does for Xbox because this is maybe their biggest game coming from up next year. I don't know what else other than like Fable. Although Fable is not coming. I don't even know if that's coming out next year either. So No idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so our f- this is our final tie. Oh, oh boy! Between Hades and Final Fantasy. Oh boy! Oh, so Chaz has to decide. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Oh, great! All right, Metal. Well, do oh, your boy. plea for Final Fantasy. I guess so. Have you have you played the first one or the original? Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what to expect with this one. So. You know, obviously. Although, do, you, do you know what to expect with this one? I don't. And that's the best that's part about so it. Cool about it. Yeah. That's the best part. Like, I don't want to expect the same thing. And and then and, and you know, uh, playing the uh, I, I I gotta I guess integrate. Um, you know, you don't get you don't get what you, you get the story portion, but you get more. You get more meat and potatoes. To go mm, along with your story, so potatoes. this is this is gonna be more meat and potatoes and a little bit of like extra steak on the side. It's mm. gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty awesome. No oh, veggies. No veggies. Leave out the veggies. Ooh, no. It's a new saga. Is the veggies? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, I don't know whether else there is about Hades, Chaz. You know exactly why I'm hyped for this game. Um, but you got a tough decision, though. I'll be completely honest. I. <laughs> They're both good. Either one of these games, like these, those two, are both my top games for next year. So, whichever one you go with, I'm satisfied. And uh, we know high score Olympics. We look right here. <laughs> these are probably some of the first games that are going to be going. That's funny. There were the both zeros on the high score I... Olympics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thought they were coming sooner. Oh, I, think I chose I... Hades too. Sorry, gamer. I'm it's gonna okay. go with Hades I already know. too. Of course uh, you are. I love the first one. First one, and, I, and then I say I don't love Final Fantasy VII. Um, I think because of the aspect of possibly knowing what we could be getting with Final Fantasy VII, kind of, I don't know. Like with Hades too, if it's completely something different, and I don't know. Or so I'm, you I'm, think. F- it could be the exact same game. That's the last well, one, just more kinda, of it. I kind of want more. Which is what you want. I want more of it, but I want like added world lore and story. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it was it would have been really hard for Phoenix not to be able to win me over on that one. I didn't have to try. You didn't have to try for either one of them. <laughs> Fair. Oh, what Maybe a failure. Broke that one too. Oh no! Yeah, it's all broken. Look at that—you broke it all. Oh, I had it. It's uh, right here. You're broken. All right. All right. Our final topic. This is all other. I want to kick rocks. This is Brian Intahar, Senior Creative Director at Insomniac Games. Thank you for all of your amazing feedback to our demo at the showcase earlier this year. Marvel Spider-Man 2 is filled with an amazing story and story missions. 
But today I'm here to provide you with a first look at how the open world experience is evolving and how the game is built to take full advantage of the PlayStation 5. The first thing you'll notice is that our city has nearly doubled in size with the addition of two iconic New York boroughs, Queens and Brooklyn. And we've introduced the Web Wings, an entirely new mechanic that, combined with web swinging, allows you to traverse the city in a whole new way and at faster speeds than ever before. Whether it's a neighborhood backdrop of Queens or the fireworks that light up the sky over Coney Island, exploring these areas will feel much different than the towering skyscrapers of Manhattan, while also delivering memorable locales like Peter Parker's old stomping grounds in Midtown High and Miles Morales' current place of learning, Broken Visions Academy. Hey Miles, what's up? Speaking of our heroes, Marvel Spider-Man 2 will introduce the ability to switch between the two wall crawlers in the open world, and thanks to the power of the PlayStation 5, you can make that switch almost instantly. Delivering a bigger city and playing as not one, but two Spider-Heroes were big goals for Marvel Spider-Man 2. But this time around, it was equally important to provide a greater sense of exploration and discovery. As you progress through the main story, a number of new activities and storylines will become available. The majority of those will now be represented by visual cues in the world that grab your attention, such as a flock of Kraven's Talon drones circling a building, a mysterious symbol projected into the sky, or even an unfamiliar spider-bot ping emitting from one of the rooftops. Uh, so Many activities, like the hunter's cloaked blinds uh, that overlook the Big Apple, lead to even greater challenges, yet yield worthy rewards here. and uh, new information like, about Marvel's year, greatest hunter, Kraven. Others will lead to a climactic showdown with Marvel like, villains the, not yet seen in this Spider-Man universe. The Spider-Heroes have new AR tech in the lenses of their masks, providing a quick glimpse of activities already discovered, or helping locate new ones yet to be revealed. You can always refer to the upgraded Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man app to quickly track nearby areas of interest. The app will also include incoming requests from those who call Marvel's New York home. Some will ask for either Spider-Hero to help, while others, like the students of Brooklyn Visions calling upon Miles, will require you to put on the mask of a specific hero. All these activities, including crime to stop from the game's various enemy factions, also now feed into the new District Progress system, which even provides more rewards and locks our brand new fast travel system. As you can see here, the PlayStation 5 and its SSD means you can move across the city with very little downtime. Finally, the more city you explore and the more activities you complete, the more ways you'll be able to customize your Spider-Hero. This includes mastering additional combat abilities and traversal skills, acquiring and improving gadgets, upgrading through the new suit tech system, and of course, unlocking additional spider suits. And we're talking lots and lots of suits. Marvel Spider-Man 2 will feature over 65 suits from the comics, movies, and multiple original designs. And thanks to the all-new suit style system, you'll now have more than 200 different ways to outfit your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. On behalf of Insomniac Games, we couldn't be more excited about what this expanding city has to offer, and all the new ways you'll experience Marvel's New York. We look forward to seeing you swinging around in Marvel Spider-Man 2 when it launches October 20th, only on PlayStation 5. this wins, this would mean the first two years of, of our Chazzy Award have been won by so Not surprising though, I mean, Sony has shown... This is Brian Adar, Senior Creative Director at Insomniac Games. Thank you for all of your amazing feedback to our demo at the showcase earlier this year. Marvel Spider-Man 2 is filled with an amazing story and story missions. But today I'm here to provide you with a first look at how the open world experience is evolving and how the game is built to take full advantage of the PlayStation 5. The 
first thing you'll notice is that our city has nearly doubled in size with the addition of two iconic New York boroughs, Queens and Brooklyn. And we've introduced the web wings, an entirely new mechanic that, when combined with web swinging, allows you to traverse the city in a whole new way and at faster speeds than ever before. Whether it's a neighborhood backdrop of Queens or the fireworks that light up the sky over Coney Island, exploring these areas will feel much different than the towering skyscrapers of Manhattan, while also delivering memorable locales like Peter Parker's old stomping grounds in Midtown High and Miles Morales' current place of learning, Broken Visions Academy. Hey Miles, what's up? Speaking of our heroes, Marvel Spider-Man 2 will introduce the ability to switch between the two wall crawlers in the open world, and thanks to the power of the PlayStation 5, you can make that switch almost instantly. Delivering a bigger city and playing as not one, but two Spider-Heroes were big goals for Marvel's Spider-Man 2. But this time around, it was equally important to provide a greater sense of exploration and discovery. As you progress through the main story, a number of new activities and storylines will become available. The majority of those will now be represented by visual cues in the world that grab your attention, such as a flock of Kraven's Talon circling a building, a mysterious symbol projected into the sky, or even an unfamiliar spider-bot ring emitting from one of the rooftops. Many activities, like the hunter's cloaked blinds that overlook the Big Apple, lead to even greater challenges, yet yield worthy rewards and new information about Marvel's greatest hunter, Kraven. Others will lead to a climactic showdown with Marvel villains not yet seen in the Spider-Man universe. The Spider-Heroes have new AR tech in the lenses of their masks, providing a quick glimpse of activities already discovered, or helping locate new ones yet to be revealed. You can always refer to the upgraded Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man app to quickly track nearby areas of interest. The app will also include incoming requests from those who call Marvel's New York home. Some will ask for either Spider-Hero to help, while others, like the students of Brooklyn Visions calling upon Miles, will require you to put on the mask of a specific hero. All these activities, including crimes you stop from the game's various enemy factions, also now feed into the new District Progress system, which even provides more rewards and unlocks our brand new fast travel system. As you can see here, the PlayStation 5 and its SSD means you can move across the city with very little downtime. Finally, the more city you explore and the more activities you complete, the more ways you'll be able to customize your Spider-Hero. This includes mastering additional combat abilities and traversal skills, acquiring and improving gadgets, upgrading through the new suit tech system, and of course, unlocking additional spider suits. And we're talking lots and lots of suits. Our big winner for this year's uh, super prestigious award show is Marvel Spider-Man 2 Insomniacs. Um, you know what's interesting about this one is I kind of get the same vibes from last year with Ragnarok, where I get why it's game of the year. It may not have been my choice. Is that because I think that's two years in a row where like I probably would have chosen another game, but I get why it won. You know, it's such a I don't know, kind of all-encompassing type IP. We're just like, mm -hmm. and and like you said, the game is fun. It's not like it's a not, not fun game. <laughs> I will say, um, I, I mean, I like this game a lot. I mean, clearly, I may have picked it as my nominee. I felt weird about this year, though. I know we've said that a couple of times. I know everybody's touting 2023 as, like, this just banner year for video games, some of the best games ever come out in, like, one, like, you know, compact year. Um, I didn't feel that way the same way as everybody else. I said I was very disappointed by a lot of stuff, so it might just be my barometer being off on that. And, yes, I didn't play a few of the big ones people are touting, like Baldur's Gate and whatnot, but... This game, especially picking it as game of the year, it's kind of a testament to that. This was a good game. Like, it was a good, solid game through and through. 
it didn't honestly blow me away though. I picked it just because it didn't disappoint me <laughs> like all the other games did. No, I so agree. I still didn't feel like there was that one just incredible game this year, at least for me that I played. Maybe Baldur's Gate, and I'm gonna keep throwing that out there because everybody else is gonna be like, we'll play Baldur's Gate, you idiot. Um, <laughs> but for me, at least from what I played, nothing was incredible. Like we didn't have the Hades. We didn't have the, um, oh, what else? The Pokemon Arceus, not <laughs> um, whatever it may oh, be. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, solid game. There's a lot of good quality games this year, but not as many like amazing standout I think ones, I, in my opinion. I think I actually liked 16 more than Spider-Man 2, but that was just me. But, um... <clears throat> Alright. Yeah, so, I don't know. What else we got to say? I mean, I, I'm... This was super fun to do. I, I feel like uh, this is like a great way to kind of round off our year, um... No, we, we appreciate everyone who was able to uh, follow us at all. Yes, you, you two people out there, we we, we love you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um. So I don't know where where do we want to talk about what's next? I mean, we do have well, next week. We're planning on doing our first uh, official podcast episode of this uh, year, and we'll be doing what the highlight. You know, our uh, not highlight our uh, high score Olympics. High score Olympics. Yep. Which honestly, for me, is. That was one of the funnest, most fun things I think we did last year. We'll have to, yeah, everyone agreed. have to study up mm. and get ready for that. Yeah, I think this year, honestly, is going to be, at least for me personally, a little more interesting for some. There's some big games coming out this year that I am actively hyping. And um, and I don't usually do that, but like the Hades, the Final Fantasy VII, like there's some good stuff that's coming out this year. So I'm looking forward to it. Suicide Squad is finally going to make it. Oh boy! Oh, you gotta choose that um, again. You have to choose it again. Oh no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I think it'll be fun. It's gonna be a cool year. Lots of cool stuff. I'll try to watch a few more TV shows and movies. But uh, good time. There's been a lot of good stuff this year, but definitely some um, through lines. Final Fantasy 16 was up here a lot, so it's definitely re um, re uh, what I would say rekindled my interest and in want to finally give it a shot. I know I kind of poo pooed it earlier in the year, but yeah, <laughs> my, I think you sold me on it. Yeah, just, I mean, I would say if you're going to play that, be expecting to lose 40 hours, probably. Probably 30, Oh, it's better 40. than losing 150 or more playing Baldur's Gate, which is what I currently have installed, tempting me on my machine, so. Ooh. Maybe I'll, I'll sidetrack. I would say both of those, I'm very interested to see what you might think. Either one you start with. I'm very interested to see what, what, your, uh, what your likings are. Have you ever played anything like Baldur's Gate? Like, yeah, do you I like play some CRPGs. XCOM or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it don't stop. doesn't look like it's quite XCOM. I mean, it seems like a more classic RPG. But either way, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Well, that was, you know, that was our uh, Chazzy Awards for uh, 2023. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward very much to 2024. I feel like this is going to be a real fun year. Agreed. So, anything you guys want to plug, throw in there before we head on out? Not right now. Nope. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for watching. We love you. Um, well, we look forward to seeing you on the next what next Tuesday. So, thank you so much. Bye, everybody.